This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. My distinguished guest this week is Dr. Kevin Drum of the SUNY Broom Community College. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Kathy, and and uh, distinguished. Wow, I don't, I don't, I think that may be the first time someone has called me that publicly. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a good question. Oh my gosh, I'm very happy to have you as my guest this week. Um, gosh, I can't remember the last time we talked. It's it's been quite a while. Um, Years, I think. I think so, uh, and it's just that everything was just so bonkers last year as we all know um that i i i'm surprised i didn't have you on last year it it was just trying to get everybody with everything that was the situations changing um almost day by day as the pandemic unfolded and and still continues to change um but boy has bcc been through a, a lot over the past year too as we are looking forward to graduation next weekend. Yes, uh, actually, we will have our, our second, oh, now uh, looks looking not to be annual, but our second uh, <laughs> drive-through, drive-through uh, commencement uh, next uh, Thursday and Friday, and uh, then our, uh, our virtual ceremony on Saturday. So, And we will have a much beefed-up uh, drive-through as compared to what we did last year, which was a lot of fun, by the way. For the 222 students who came through last year, we all had a ball. It was a lo- in, even in the rainy day that we had, we had a great time. Um, well, there was a real had- question a year ago about whether anything was going to be able to happen. Yes, we all kept our masks on. Nobody got out of their vehicles. That'll be very different uh, this year. We'll you know we'll have a staging set up. Uh, where people will be able to get out of their vehicles and, and have their picture taken with uh, at least two other people uh, that they'd like to bring uh, with them. So we're excited uh, to be able to do uh, much more with that drive-up than we were able to do last year with with everybody masked up and just staying in their vehicle. How was that? Let's. You know, I know that time has been such a weird commodity over the past year that even thinking back to a year ago of what we experienced, but maybe you can recall a year ago better than I can. I know it was uh, the last time I saw you in person was in the grocery store, and it was when six feet distance was first, I think, recommended. I don't think people were masking yet. But when you look back to a year ago now when you were saying, can we have any sort of graduation? And with the constantly changing rules and regulations that was week to week, how, how big of a stress was that? And what did you guys go through in administration just trying to figure out who gets to graduate, who's met the criteria, who, how are we going to you know, mark this milestone you know, how's it going to be received? It, it must have been a enormously stressful situation for, you know, not only the students, but for administration as well. It was. We went right down really to the last minute as far as being able to get the word out about how we were going to handle commencement uh, to decide finally to even do a drive-in. 
we uh, originally we were not planning to do a, a drive-in commencement. We uh, were planning only to do the virtual ceremony. So that was a last-minute decision because you know things we were learning you know by the day. You know, I, I sort of liken that period, the first several months of going through a huge, long, deep, dark cave with a tiny, tiny flashlight. Uh, one of those pen lights or something, because we were taking one step at a time and and hoping and, and praying with the information that we had, you know, from CDC or New York Public Health or the county uh, to make those decisions. But we really went right down to the, to the last minute as far as planning and say, hey, let, let's do a drive through with masks and, and people remaining in their in their vehicles and being outdoors. At that point, uh, we, we should be able to do that. But that was not the original plan. So. Uh, and everything, every decision we made was was that way, going right down to the wire with you know, what uh, information we had. That was, you know, growing incrementally, you know, by the day or the week, what we were learning about the, the virus. Just, just think about it today. How, uh, in, in addition to the to the vaccines, the, the therapeutics and, and the treatment is so much better now. You know, far fewer people are dying from it, even if they're not vaccinated, because we've learned how to treat it that much better. Right. Uh, so, and that impacts everything. And of course, you know, better weather this time of year helps uh, helps a lot. So, uh, you know, at least we we have a lot of information that we're armed with today that we lots I can't even imagine. I, I ought to make a list that that we just didn't know uh, last May, or let alone last March. And right at this time, I mean, we were seeing the the daily updates from the governor as the um, the numbers the the little uh, red line was climbing and climbing and you know hoping for a plateau at best and you know stop the curve or whatever it was and even now as i'm looking at the numbers where we are with people that are getting infected with coronavirus we're actually higher at with daily numbers in many cases than we were when we were on the climb but people are so now at the point of we're finally coming down and things are looking better that people don't look back to that there's still an issue and therefore you guys can't go full on out you know just show up and we'll have the uh, arena booked and and do graduation like we used to yeah that would be just a a bit too much risk it's it's certainly um possible we would have to have extremely limited uh guest capacity if we wanted to do an indoor event uh, because we would you know always pack in the arena we have five thousand people in there some years you just you just couldn't do that right now so we're and we don't have a large indoor space of our own, uh, unfortunately, and, and really, for, for the most part, don't need one. So uh, we're happy to be able to to do it on the you know on the beautiful campus and and have people you know come and and, and get their their gift and their uh, folio for their for their diploma just as they would at our ceremony at the arena. Uh, but they'll be they'll be driving up instead of walking up. So it, the good thing about that is some people will be able to uh, join them who can't join them on the stage at the arena. So there are some pluses uh, to this to be able to stand there on the stage and get a picture, you know, with your mom and dad or or whomever uh, your significant other or grandparents or, or whoever you choose to bring with you. 
um, would be a real plus. You, you wouldn't get to do that except, you know, outside and later after the ceremony at the arena. So lessons uh, learned not over, all bad. over the past year, not just the, the graduation ceremonies and, and such, but lessons learned over the past year with even more use of um, virtual learning and distance learning and, and that sort of thing. Do you foresee that the the way things are done at SUNY Broom are going to be changed forever because of this? Maybe even no, the, the, no the the commencement in the future might not even be back the way it was. Yeah, we may do things uh, different in the future. Many colleges do have outdoor uh, commencements. You, you, you risk the weather in, in this neck of the woods. <laughs> uh, when I was out west, it was more of a wind issue. <laughs> Uh, the, the the wind was the prevailing force uh, out out in the Rockies. Not not a lot of not a lot of rain there. Uh, so uh, you know, y'all everybody has things to contend with. But yeah, I'm sure we'll have some very interesting discussions after this event uh, about how we want to conduct it in the future. And it's, certainly, the way the college operates is going to be changed forever. Now, we were always uh, a leader in in distance learning. You know. Pre-COVID, in the fall, 25 or 30 percent of our classes would be online anyway. Mm-hmm. This coming fall, we're going to be just over 40 percent online, so a little more. But because it was the only growing sector of higher education in the nation anyway, the distance learning colleges and universities out there, that was the one part of higher ed that was growing, given the demographics across the across the nation. So uh, where you don't have as many kids coming right out of school and going to college because there aren't that many kids coming right out of school anymore. How, so, how has this impacted your uh, enrollment at BCC? Because, I mean, that's always been an issue, at least for the past several years, is the number of students attending classes and taking courses at BCC. Yes, with the shrinking teenage population in the area, and we were particularly concerned about this coming year because the, the, the total county high school graduating class this June is considerably smaller than it was last June, and it is continuing down until, uh, I think, 2026, the last data I saw. We'll see if that change, changes uh, mm. with people moving into the area, probably as a, as a result of the impact of COVID. Hmm. Uh, but not, nevertheless, we'd have to have a lot of people move in to, to reverse the uh, the loss of the teenage population in this in this whole region, not not just in, in Broome County. So, uh, yeah, right now, <clears throat> enrollment uh, trends are better than we had expected. This is May; classes don't start until late August. So, we'll see. This past year was rough. We, you know, we took a, a, a huge hit uh, this past year. What's happened is, and it's national. It's uh, student, uh, the, the children in uh, lower socioeconomic uh, families uh, are choosing in much larger numbers or have been choosing not to go to college. And most of those uh, students go to community colleges. Not all by any means, but most do uh, in, in, in poor families. So, uh, And we're, of course, very affordable as compared to most of the rest of, of higher ed. So th- that is logical. Well, uh, just simply more of them chose not to go to school this past year, uh, and probably due to COVID. Uh, we uh, don't know what, wouldn't know what else to uh, ascribe that to. So we'll see what happens for this fall, where things will be much closer to, to normal, and whether more uh, of those students who, who really need the community college experience will, will come. But right now, 
Enrollment trends for fall. We're not setting any records by any means. We're not going back to the to the times when population was steady or growing to to set any records. But uh, and we're also uh, having more uh, you know older working adult uh, students apply to the college and and, and register. <clears throat> and that I, I assume uh, is owing to the rebooming economy you know post uh, COVID and more accessibility with more classes online. Uh, you can you can manage a busy lifestyle and take classes when you have more opportunity online. So those numbers are actually up. Yeah, you got to uh, figure our, that there's a lot of adults that are looking at um, possible career changes as things got shifted quite substantially economically and as far as jobs go during the pandemic. Yeah, the interest in our health sciences has really spiked up. Wow. And, and that, that's yeah. a good thing uh, for the region, obviously. We're, uh, we've always struggled to, to fill a lot of health science jobs out there, and, and we've, we've got much more interest, you know, going into this fall. So that's a good thing for the college, and, and that's a good thing for, uh, for for the region for our uh, health services uh, operations out there. So we're excited about that. The issue there is most of those programs are capped, and the number of students you know that they can handle by their uh, specific accreditation that they have for that discipline. So we won't be able to. to handle everybody who's who's interested uh, simply because those, those programs can't handle it. But we will have more studying in, in the health science fields uh, this fall, certainly than we had this year, which is a, which is a great thing. Well, before we run out of time, uh, I wanted to talk to you very briefly about, as long as we're talking about careers and courses, and, you know, just a lot of people decided during the course of the pandemic when they were shut down just to expand their intellectual horizons, as it were, and uh, community college courses are an excellent way to do that, whether you're looking to change careers or just to expand your horizons. Um, are there opportunities this summer for learning? And when's the cutoff for signing up for courses for maybe the summer? And when can people start looking at enrolling for the fall, whether it be for you know a full course load or maybe pick and choose a few things here or there? Well, certainly uh, for summer, right now, the registration is open for all the summer terms. And it depends on which term you're looking at. There are terms later in the summer because the Courses in summer are more concentrated into shorter uh, academic terms. So uh, you, you can sign up for the first term really almost till the end of this month, almost till the end of May, and then there are later terms in the summer where you take a more concentrated course uh, to, get, to get through it, and you can sign up probably right through June for the later, uh, for the later term. For fall, you can sign up right until the middle of August. So we've got uh, people already uh, applying and registering for classes in the fall right now, and that goes through uh, at least through the second week of August as far as signing up for fall. And where do people get information about that? www.sunybroom.edu. Well, there you go. And believe it or not, we're out of time. I told you we we're just going to sit and chit-chat. And here I still have about 1,200 <laughs> questions I could still ask you. Thank you, President Drum, for being my guest today. And big congratulations to all the grads. And the congratulations to everybody that took courses. <laughs> Quite frankly, whether whether you're graduating or not, you've you, you done good. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you, you get an extra gold star, or several gold stars, if you made it through this, this past year and a half. And I also want to take the opportunity to, to give a shout-out to the support uh, SUNY has provided you know these past uh, 14 months. It, it's really been a big help uh, to have an operation like SUNY behind us and all all 64 of the 
colleges and universities. It's been a a huge plus to to be a part of that operation and all the help that they've provided. And SUNY Broome has been a big help to Broome County and also its resources provided with the vaccination at the ICE Center and and, and all that stuff and, and, you know, support in general throughout this whole pandemic. Kudos to you guys as well. Thank you, Kathy. Great to talk with you. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket